0: Episode 38.
1: To be able to, you know, control the mental side of it when it gets tough like that and find something beneficial to put your energy into it is extremely important.
0: You might be smarter, your daddy might own a company, but you will
1: not outwork me. This one right here is for the people.
0: In, in Kid is, he's from Chicago. I'm your host, Ryan J. Owens, current pro-athlete, entrepreneur, and former USA National Team volleyball player. I will not be defined by my athleticism alone, but I've learned how to leverage it to stay passionate about it and prepare for life. That's why the Beyond Athletic podcast was born. I'll bring you case studies of current and former elite athletes making it happen in life as well as tips and lessons from top sources in sports, nutrition, fitness, entrepreneurship and more. I'm here to tell you that you are beyond athletic. So today's guest, Callie Youngstrom of Saskatchewan, Canada. She is up there, not lonely at all, with all of the people following her along her mission She is a figure competitor. She is an entrepreneur, a two bachelor holder with a bachelor's in psychology and a bachelor's in marketing. She also is a fitness coach. She owns KY Fitness and Nutrition Consulting. And we get into a bunch of stuff about her journey until now where she started out in wrestling, ended up competing now at a national level And somewhere along the way, realized that the marketing career that she had signed up for wasn't all that that it was made out to be. And she realized she wanted to take another path. She made a pivot and started her own business. So a lot to be inspired by, a lot to learn from this one. It's my first fitness competitor, so I'm really excited about that. I think you all enjoy it. If you do, make sure you tweet me at Ryan J. Owens. You can also hit Callie up on Instagram at KYfit. And just show some love. Just let her know you heard the podcast and you liked it. And if you can, leave a rating and review in iTunes, good or bad, it's going to help the show rank better so more people will find it. And for sure, if it's something that I can fix with the show, I'm definitely going to try and get that done because I want to make this as great as possible for everyone out there. So without any further ado... I bring you Canada's Callie Youngstrom. Enjoy. Hello everybody, Ryan J. Owens here. Today's an athlete case study where athletes learn to be great in sport and life, and you learn how to go beyond just being your typical athlete. Today's featured guest is Callie Youngstrom of Saskatchewan. Callie, are you ready to get into the interview? Yes, I can. I want to tell people a little bit about you, but you're kind of a a Jane of all trades, if you will. And so, but you do have a business now and that's KY Fitness and Nutrition and you're a personal trainer. And then you've also been competing at the national level as a figure competitor. You wrestled in high, well, actually from like grade, what was it? Four to 12, right? Up until senior year of high school. Yeah. And you retired due to injuries. You were placed second in Canada. We'll get into that, maybe some of the injury stuff. But you began competing in 2013 and you got a first place and you won the overall in your first show. Congrats. And you placed second in provincials your second year. You went to nationals. So you're also a perfect nutrition sponsored athlete, which is really cool because I'd like to give people maybe a little bit of Uh, advice on how they might be able to go about getting sponsorships and you have your university education which is a business right a bachelor in marketing and then a bachelor in psychology right
1: yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: which is really cool and you got both with distinction one was with great distinction so that's a bit about you why don't you take a moment to just tell us you know who Cali is where you grew up where you are now, what's up with your life? What's your most...
1: Okay, well, I'm from super small town, Elrose, Saskatchewan, like 500 people. And so I started, yeah, like all the sports. So in order to have enough people for any team, basically everyone played everything. And then uh, eventually I kind of branched off and focused on wrestling, but there was like no girls. So I wrestled with the boys and practiced with the boys. and. Um, My coach kind of just was, like, one-on-one with me and really, you know, focused on developing me as an athlete, which, you know, was a huge opportunity for me, Um, and I, I, you know, thought I would be an Olympic wrestler. That was the goal, was to be, like, you know, female Olympic wrestler, and then, yeah, once I got kind of into university, I had to retire. Um, I just had too many concussions from wrestling, Mm. so years and then met my boyfriend who was into the bodybuilding scene and i'm like at the time i didn't even know anything about the female side of it like i knew about female bodybuilding like the extreme end but i didn't know about kind of the in-between categories there's um, bikini and figure which i do and then women's physique as well and kind of as soon as i saw the physiques i really fell in love and so i'd always been fit and i needed something to you know focus on my energy on at the time I actually was like planning on running a marathon just because I needed something to do after I couldn't wrestle anymore. Um but yeah once I found weights that was kind of it and the minute I decided to compete, that's where all my energy has been since. So wow,
0: nice. I mean that's actually a really interesting background and I guess it'd be nice to talk a little bit about the concussions. You're the second guess I've had on I know we talked a little bit about Uh, prior or listening to some of the shows and you said you heard a bunch of volleyball athletes of course because i'm volleyball but uh (laughs) i had a a runner on she was a former soccer player uh, christina lee fantastic story you've got to hear that one if you haven't heard it she ran across america to raise money for the family of the navy seals
1: oh i did see that yeah
0: she also had to stop playing soccer because of these concussions So anyways, if anybody hasn't heard that episode with Christina Lee, go check it out. And Callie, you definitely should check that out. But that brought me to another point where one of the USA national team liberos, uh, an Olympian, I think maybe three Olympics now, she also just suffered her fourth concussion. And it's such a serious thing. So anyways, before we get into today's lessons, your highlights, let's say tips, things like about this, ways to stay healthy, could you share a favorite quote? belief or a mantra just to set the mood
1: oh yeah i'm like a huge obviously in the bodybuilding thing into arnold and arnold has so many quotes i'm obsessed with but so i love his one um you can't can't climb the ladder of success by hand." in your pocket and i think it stands for how hard he's worked and you know how hard i'm work in the industry to get where i want to be
0: yeah I love that, and one of the things that sticks out in my mind before I forget, you're going to have to go check out a podcast with Arnold that was just released with uh, Tim Ferriss. Crazy stories in there, because I'm a big fan of Arnold's too, and that man yeah. is like so inspirational, but I'll send you a link, and I'll link it up in the show notes, but for everybody listening, I love that takeaway, you can't climb the ladder with your hands in your pocket. So many people want to to do things but only part of the way. You've got to go full, full on and get it done. So who were some of your biggest mentors, speaking of people like Arnold, thus far in your life and in your sport, your fitness?
1: Well, I mean, as far as like getting into it, obviously I have to always say my parents number one and they kill me.
0: um, You know, coming from a small town and
1: like a farming community and a a farming family, I think the work ethic that's instilled in you at a young age is something that I've really carried with me. You know, and then into the wrestling map my coach um Russ Birch, who, you know, was with me from grade four all the way to grade twelve, putting up with my BS all along the way. And I always, you know, thank him for the work ethic he instilled in me and you know, his patience with me as a coach is something that has developed, you know, so much of what I think I have as an athlete today and you know, the work ethic I put into my business as well. Um, you know, and now as a Bigger athlete and you know competitive figure athlete my boyfriend for introducing me into the sport and he's my number one supporter like in the gym with me every single day you know no matter what I need he's really there for me which is huge in a sport like this because it is so individual so so to have a support system like that is you know irreplaceable
0: yeah I love that you shared that because you know having support and then these these individual sports it does get really tough and you could be somebody who wants to just go full on at it you know but at some point you're going to plateau in different areas even of your life of your exercise of everything and you need that support system around you so i love that you mentioned that so like we talked about the rotar dreams is not easy we're both on it right now we're both experiencing it so what i want to talk about right now is a time where you struggled and for instance it could be in any area or multiple areas of life but and then what you took away from that big struggle
1: well I mean like when I first you know got the news I wasn't going to be able to compete in wrestling anymore that was crushing to me because that would have been the goal you know since I was just little and so everything I had focused my energy into you know all the sports I had dropped through high school so I could focus on wrestling you know that was my goal to be on the Olympic mat. So, you know, once I finally got into the university level where I could really excel, and then to be told I can compete, like that was, at the time, a huge roadblock for me. Actually, I was crushed, um, but I just, you know, realized I had to use what I had learned and use what I had developed as an athlete to change gears. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still an athlete. I was always still an athlete and still had those skills. So I just had to, you know, find something new to focus my energy on, and I think that's important you know especially competitive athletes are injured and you know having kind to of take time off whatever it is so to be able to you know control the mental side of it when it gets tough like that and find something beneficial to put your energy into it is extremely important.
0: Oh, I love that takeaway to you're always just an or you're always an athlete. I do love that because I think some athletes they think when one door closes oh my god like that's, I I'm. An, I was an athlete in this sport, and now that's done, like, what do I do, you know? But there's so many options out there. I mean, there's a great guy, one of my favorite podcasts out there. I'm just dropping podcasts left and right right now. But <laughs> Lewis House. this is a, a former football player, and he wanted to play in the NFL. He got into a farm team, and then he played um, that other league that, you know, I'm not big into sports, which is funny that I have this podcast, but I lose that kind of stuff. Arena football, right? And he wanted to go, he was kept trying to go to the NFL, kept trying, and he couldn't get there. And one day, he just decided to pivot. And this is something that I think you'll know a lot about as being an entrepreneur. Sometimes, when something's not working, you've got to pivot. It doesn't mean you just got to drop everything and say, screw it, I can't do it. And so he pivoted, and now he's playing for the USA national team for handball, which is an up-and-coming sport in America, but it's huge elsewhere, like, for instance, Europe and so he's pursuing his dream, like you and I, of, of getting to the highest level, so just great examples out there of how you can pivot and move forward, and you need to find something to focus that energy into, so what would you say along your, your path so far, because I know how hard I work in the gym in terms of strength and conditioning and things like that, but it's not my focus, you know, it's always been like my supplement so that i could be very good on the court at volleyball and what i do right totally different aspects of of training strength and conditioning so what for you was the light bulb moment where you just went this is what i've got to do this is this is how i've got to do it and that could have been at the beginning or somewhere in the middle or whenever on your path
1: well i think i mean like as soon as i kind of discovered the female side of Um, you know bodybuilding sport and physique sport I really was in love with it but at the at the beginning I thought it would be more of a hobby like something I was going to pursue full on and you know be my best and you know try to get to the highest level but not something I would do you know as an entire career because when I first started training I was in school you know I was working on my second degree for marketing and so you know I still at that time was seeing myself working in a marketing firm and you know competing on the side or whatever and then this past summer I finished my degree and I spent you know months working just that kind of an interim job in an office and you know the business was great and the boss was great but I was just miserable like I was sitting there for eight hours a day and you know I just knew that wasn't what I was meant to be doing and you know I had been doing my business on the side you know just kind of for fun and you know doing programming for friends and making a little bit of money while I was going to school but you know I was just sitting in the office being like no this is not what I'm meant to be doing I'm meant to pursue fitness you know that's my entire life and so I kind of thank God that I had those two months to realize like being in an office wasn't you know doing the corporate thing wasn't the road that I wanted to go anymore
0: yeah this uh this is one of the actually the big reasons why I had you on because there was multiple things like I said Jane of all trades for me but uh when I was reading one of your articles on breaking muscle and then I went to your bio because I liked what I was reading I was like whoa like, okay, all these different things, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is really interesting. There's got to be more to this story because I don't see so many athletes going into the entrepreneurial world, which is ludicrous to me because we're so set up with all of the skills and lessons that we've learned through sport to just flourish in this world of entrepreneurship. And so you're a, a great example of that. So I've got to, like, pick your brain for a second out there for for one you're you're a lady and i love that because you're a lady and you took control of your entrepreneurial like mindset and you went ahead and did it you're sitting in the office and you're like this really isn't for me and i want to inspire more women to do that because guys and women should be doing that more often because so often we sit in these offices you know we've got these jobs when we're younger or maybe older and We're just kind of like going along with it, you know, but what are we working for? We're working for someone else's dream. You're not building your own dream. You're building someone else's plan, someone else's vision. So how did you start to build your business? Like, how did you take it? Because we all know ideas come to us every day, all day sometimes, but many, few, like few people take action. How, what were your first steps to get that done? And what's, what's your business look like today?
1: Well, oh, I mean, it started like it was so small because it really was just an on the side. And to be honest, like the reason I initially started doing you know, online training programs and online diet was because I had just, you know, people messaging me all the time, asking me for help to see my physique or see what I was doing in the gym and, you know, email me, ask if I could put a program together for them. And so then I was like, oh, you know, obviously I have this skill that, you know, people want. And it wasn't even something I had put that much thought into, you know, before that. And so I just started kind of growing it in the summers. And, you know, the last couple summers while I was in school, I decided, you know, I won't get a summer job. I'll just focus my energy on my, um, you know, personal training and online training and, you know, developed a small client base from there. And then set up a Facebook page. And obviously the social media side of things has been huge for me. And, you know, kind of just, you know, started spending more time on it and, you know, committing more time to it, even though I was in school taking on more clients and then to make the decision to switch over to almost 100% online. Like I'm always open to training in-person clients here in Saskatoon, but you know, now I have clients from all over, clients from Texas, you know, and I'm out here in cold Canada. So, (laughs) um, and then to just out out reaching, like obviously my perfect nutrition sponsorship has been huge to get me out there and, you know, get some legitimacy that way to have a international company behind me. Um, and I've just, you know, now gone 100% into it. And like you mentioned, the breaking muscle articles, like just trying to really get my hands into as many aspects of the industry as I can. You know, the fitness and nutrition industry is so broad. I just am trying to be involved in everything I can.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that, I mean, you're not going to mention, and many people don't when they're building something on their own, is that, I mean, you're doing all of this and you're learning it all as you go. And all of this work that you're putting in the countless hours, because trust me, I know I know a hundred percent, and it can get really tough so but one of the things that I want people to think about is, would you rather something be really hard and for you to build it and say, "I did that," and I've accomplished what I want to accomplish, and if you can learn how to do it, for instance, in a way, I, I feel like you're going to know this when I talk about it, but you have people out there like Tim Ferriss, four hour work week. And these automation models for businesses. But the business that Callie chose for young listeners and old listeners alike out there that are listening, that are thinking, I'm an athlete and that's all I am. You can be more and you can learn how to do something like this. And one of the best ways is mentorship, coaching. Exactly what Callie is doing It's you know how to do something that somebody doesn't else or someone else doesn't know how to do. And so you can do that like she is. You're contributing. Your articles are great, by the way. And you're making sure people see your information. And then some of the people, they're getting this free information. But then on the side, anybody who wants more, who wants to get in-depth, they can hire you. This is a great thing, great business model. And I'm sure there's going to be more to come. I'm going to link up your, your site. You have some cool t-shirts, by the way. And uh Try and get some people, if young ladies, young men out there are looking to get into the fitness world and you're looking for someone maybe to coach you, perhaps Cali would be the right fit, you know? And how did you go about getting your sponsorship?
1: So I get questions about that a lot, like, how do you get a sponsorship? You know, what do I do to get sponsored? And, you know, I had always used Perfect Nutrition products, you know, for the last couple of years. Those were my go-to. I love their protein powder. I was obsessed with it. So always on my you know social media my Instagram and stuff I'm posting recipes that I use it for' I'm posting it in my day-to-day because I really did just love the product and I think that's the most important thing like you have to pick if you're pursuing a company and you know asking for sponsorship or try to get yourself noticed you have to pick a, a company that you are gonna use their products first of all and want to use and you know your brand fits with their brand so I knew you know that perfect nutrition is a comedian company and they're growing and I really wanted to try and you know get in in with them at the start and you know they've been so successful already now continuing to grow but it really was stuff that I use all the time and continue to use and so I'm happy to recommend it and that's the biggest thing like I'm never gonna recommend products or anything that I don't 100 percent stand behind and they're quality products so I feel comfortable sharing them with my clients and sharing them with my followers you know and recommending them but I uh, yeah I had been tagging them and posts and you know posting their products, making sure they saw me and just got a Facebook message one day and that was it. So I feel extremely lucky to you know find that opportunity with them and um, I actually haven't announced this yet because we're just signing the contract today. But I'm um, just getting sponsored by Popeye's Supplements Canada here at the Saskatoon location today. We'll be announcing that so.
0: Right, so when this comes out, you know, that'll already be out, and I'll have the the link to hopefully show show off your new sponsorship deal you got there somehow. I don't know, maybe an Instagram pic that you'll put up or something. But uh, sure. so thanks for sharing that. And I want people the takeaway from this for me is that you know owning my agency and being a professional athlete and having had gone after sponsors sponsorships and done some deals for for instance uh USA national team players on the beach for sand volleyball. This is a great way. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got you can't feel limited by what you don't have or what you think you don't have. One great way like Callie mentioned is use something that you already love. Say something about it, tag them, get get that in the media cuz social media is so powerful and maybe, you know, shoot a message to them. I love your stuff on Twitter amazing stuff i use it when i compete i use it when i blah 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 i would never use anything else kind of thing you know you know, you never know what'll happen so yes, put yourself out there um let's take it to another another nice moment because the last one was your light bulb moment when you figured out all right this is where i want to go with this and you figure out how to kind of balance your business with your your passion and then your co- your extra coaching on the side because I know you're, you're putting multiple aspects to your business. But if you could pick out of all the proud moments you've had so far on your, on your road, especially coming back from that setback where you were crushed, could you pick one of your proudest moments so far that stands out and why it was your proudest moment?
1: I mean, the sponsorship obviously was huge to be recognized in that way um, and see you know someone else investing in me and seeing something in me you know, that's worth investing in. But other than that, I think um my first win, like my first competition winning the overall, which, you know, it wasn't a huge show or anything, but I had worked so hard to get on that stage and I actually have never used a coach, um, as far as bodybuilding and physique goes. And me and my boyfriend we just, you know, we're a team and we work on my physique together. And so a lot of people think you can't, you know, excel in this sport without using a coach, but I never have used a coach and I've just been really independent and I want to know everything there is to know about my physique and how to bring it in the best way. And so I was really proud to, you know, show that I can do this and don't need, you know, to be paying someone to tell me about nutrition and training, I tried myself in, you know, really educating myself in that and learning about myself. So to win the overall at that show and just, you know, have it pay off and, you know, know that, uh, not, not using a coach wasn't a detrimental de- decision. And, and it was huge. And to this day, I don't use a coach and, you know, Part of the reason my business has been able to develop is because I've developed this skill set now essentially on my own. Mm.
0: I love that I mean some great takeaways there one being self-education I think you know it's so vital that we get out there and if we don't know something and we want to do something educate yourself on it I mean I have a quote and nobody else can see it you probably can't even see it because it's too dark in here but yeah, I like that. Yeah, it says if you want to learn something, immerse yourself in it. And I can't remember who said it right now, but basically get out there, do it, do the work to find out whatever it is and figure out a way to get it done. And like Kelly said, you don't need to pay a coach to get to some level in your your sport or whatever you're trying to do where you can accomplish some really great things. And one of the other things that I would like to point out which is a great reason for the show, which is actually the reason for creating this show, is that we all need mentors. And that, that education is just incredible where we can learn from people like you, Callie, along your road, how you failed, how you succeeded, how you kept yourself moving, how you motivate yourself, you know, the ways you do things. So for you, it worked better to have somebody surrounding you that you could learn from and could learn from you. And that's exactly what a mentorship is. It's a two-way street. And so I just want people to, to look for that. So let's say you don't grab a coach. Grab someone else who wants to do what you want to do and then go at it together. Hold each other accountable. Because I'm sure that was a huge factor in the, your relationship in terms of training and everything thus far is accountability.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I do think, like, in this sport, uh, going your own way and not using coach definitely not the norm, and not necessarily something I would even recommend for most people. You know, I've been really self driven, and I think my wrestling background as an individual sport really allowed me to work on my own, you know, as well as my education as, well as far as personal training and nutrition and everything. But um there is so much that you can do on your own. And this is a sport that you have to, like you said, 100% immerse yourself in. It's really something that's almost impossible to do, you know, halfway. You gotta yeah. go 100%
0: yeah so i know we touched on this a little bit and this could be part of what it is because you're signing today but what would you say has got you most excited these days in terms of maybe this news but also the future your plans looking ahead
1: yeah well i mean having uh two great sponsors now behind me is huge but you know that being said those sponsorships are being to fuel me to pursue bigger competitions. So I have a huge competition season coming up. This year I'm gonna be doing four big shows, um, some national and some international. And so I've only had the opportunity to step on the national stage once this past year. And now I'll be stepping on the national stage again as well as the international stage um, and doing an international qualifying show and a North American show.
0: Oh, wow.
1: very excited about
0: that. Cool, and and on your business side, what what's what's going to be going on with that? Are you going to kind of like dial it down a little bit, automate some more things, or pick up the social side?
1: <laughs> I mean, no, it's exhausting. Like the, it was my birthday this past weekend, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a day off. I'm not going to, you know, do emails. I'm not going to answer my messages. I'm going to tell everyone I'm taking a day off. But like you know, it's impossible, and like your business is your baby, so. Luckily, my partner is very understanding when I'm like on my phone at dinner and, you know, constantly emailing. But no, I plan to keep, you know, growing it as much as I can. And I feel super grateful to have so many awesome clients, you know, who are investing in me and believe in me as a coach. You know, that's huge to have um, an athlete put their, you know, prep process in my hands and put weight loss clients, you know, have weight loss clients put themselves in my hands as well. So I'm going to just keep growing. And I have, um, you know, about 15 athletes getting ready for their first show. Um, This coming up May, so I'm extremely excited for them and to see how they show as well.
0: Awesome. That sounds fantastic. So I want to take a little bit more into that fitness section, this this training that you do, and just talk a little bit more about, let's give some people an idea of, of how you train. So if you could walk us through, let's say, a typical day for you, and then when you get to the workout sections we'll dive into what you do just a general overview let's just say okay uh after but generally what's a day like for you from the moment you wake up
1: During contest prep I do two a days so today I uh, wake up I get ready and I don't eat I go right to the gym for fasted cardio so right now I'm just kind of easing into it I do 35 minutes in the morning of fasted cardio um and I'll just sip on some branched chain amino acids uh I'm sure lots of athletes use those or will know what those are. Um, it's one of the supplements I use the most from Perfect Nutrition is their BioCell,
0: um, and then I'll come home and have breakfast as soon as I can.
1: Um, so the goal is you know to burn your fat and not break down your muscles to get as lean as you can. So I try and get home and get food in me as soon as I can, and then while I'm working throughout the day, I'm eating every three hours. You know the nutrition is huge for bodybuilding and contest prep, so that's something I'm always on top of. And because I work from home, pretty, you know, extremely easy for me now. Um, and then normally about like seven o'clock or so, I'll finish my work for the moment being, have a little nap and get ready to go back to the gym. And then that's when I'll do my weight session. Mm.
0: So let's, let's jump into your, your cardio. Typically, what type of cardio do you do, especially when you're doing this fasted cardio, which is for people... Because um, there's a lot of a lot of international listeners, and I'm not talking international when I say like Canada. Because there's tons <laughs> over here in in Europe and also in Asia right now. But fasting is basically where you haven't had anything to eat yet. So, go ahead. What what type of cardio are you doing?
1: So I I do we call it steady state cardio. So you know some some athletes will do intervals. I don't do any intervals. I do a steady state. I try and keep my heart rate around like 70 percent of my max heart rate so I always have my Fitbit on and watching my heart rate and I normally do the stair mill the step mill or the little stairmaster.
0: um so I think
1: those are bringing the legs the best and get a good sweat going mm. Love hate relationship
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then for your your weight sessions in the afternoons I mean how does that look are you doing what type of of lifting are you typically doing
1: so I do a, a split. You know, I work separate muscle groups every day, um, and I never am working the same muscle group back to back. I want to make sure I, you know, hit it heavy and then give it time to recover to achieve maximum muscle growth. Um, so it's definitely not functional training. You know, my training has changed so much now from when, you know, from wrestling to now. I would say now I look more athletic, but I'm less functional. Uh-huh. Um, and so yeah, lots of heavy weights, like lots of power lifting style stuff so i'll do some lower high high weight stuff and then i'll do a combination of a little bit lower weight modern, like 8 to 12 rep range with you know lots of dumbbells and dumbbells i don't do a ton of machine stuff
0: mm. when you're working for instance let's say you're going to give us your three three exercises three types of exercises that you do when you're lifting weights that let's say make you smile in terms of Maybe they don't make you smile right when you're doing them. But after you finish them, you can say, like, damn, that just, that hit the spot. Like, that's going to get it done.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, For sure, squats. I love squats. Um, And, yeah, like, heavy squats. They're a challenge, and you feel like you're going to die and then survive. (laughs) You celebrate. (laughs) Um, Deadlifts, too. I love deadlifts. Um, And both, you know, squat, deadlifts, and then pull-ups. And I love those because they're all compound moves. You know, so you're not just isolating a specific movement and overall body exhaustion as well, yeah, and really show your strength.
0: Yeah. yeah, I like that you mentioned that about the compound moves, and so the three exercises that you just gave, especially for younger listeners out there, squats, deadlifts, and pull ups. you're hitting so many muscle groups with just these three exercises in it, and honestly, if you were only doing those three exercises, you could get really strong and really fit. Because those are just the most powerful chain muscles that you have in your body, especially for the deadlift and the the squat. And I feel you on the squat. I had my squats yesterday. (laughs) I'm still hurting. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I I love that you shared that. Listen, let's go into your tip jar. This is going to be Callie's tip jar. We're going to go through a bunch of little things. I threw in one or two special things for you, since you're definitely a different type of athlete than I've done so far, which I love. So now we're getting into different um definitely different sports and different disciplines what's the best advice you've ever received
1: oh my god I think for like myself personally it's probably you know not to take
0: myself and take
1: things too seriously I can be a very intense person and I always say you know that's one of the reasons I'm successful in you know athletics and in business but it's really easy to get um you know too stressed out and take it over the top so you know how it is to be An entrepreneur sometimes you just have to let things roll off your back and you can't stress too much so I think not to take things too seriously can be a good reminder for
0: me yeah and what's one of the first things you do when you're coming to your competition like when you're when you're entering wherever you're competing
1: I'm really big on mental preparation Um, the, the backstage can be like crazy messy you know there's hundreds of girls Everyone's getting ready, everyone's getting their makeup done. you know everybody's talking, getting pictures and stuff. but um, you know how I've kind of developed myself as athlete as an athlete, I really do well taking a minute to step away and kind of center my thoughts and it's not good for me to be um you know surrounding myself with a lot of people right before I get on stage, so I actually like to find a little corner and walk right by myself and you know take a time to have some quiet
0: mm. And what personal habit do you believe has contributed most to your success until now? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think just work, my work ethic, you know, and I really do think work ethic and willpower, you know, it is a habit. It's something that you develop through years of practice. And lots of people say, like, I don't know how you do the diet or you know, I don't know how you do the training. I could never do that. It's so hard. But, you know, there was a time for me when it wasn't easy. And, you know, you just keep practicing that and you keep dedicating yourself to it and it becomes a habit
0: yeah and let's just really quick dive into that because I think about this really often Callie because I know where I was when I began as an athlete right and then I know where I am now I know like for instance let's say I've committed to doing this much in my workout and I know I've got to hit that for instance and I know I've got like that one more rep to go and I could either say "Mm, I'm not really sure I could get it so I'm just not going to do it or I could do it you know what I'm talking about. You get to that point where you're just like, before, I know I used to just go, I can't do it. Like, maybe I hurt myself, whatever. But now it's like, I'll be like, screw that. I bet you I can get two more. You know, like I start challenging myself. Like, how is it for you when you get to those hard points in your workouts?
1: It is so mental. And I, I mean, I know exactly what you mean, and I tell people all the time that in Well, I mean any sport, but I think this sport especially is the mental side of things can be, you know, more challenging than the physical side of things. And for myself, when, you know, my mind is, you know, questioning whether I have one more rep or, you know, if it's time to give up, I always ask myself, you know, if when I step on stage I'll know that I did every single thing I could have done every single day. That there was, you know, a day I skipped a workout, skipped a cardio session, a day I didn't fall Follow diet, and I don't get the placing that I want to place. I'll be questioning that in my mind. But you know, if I know that every single day I worked my butt off and did everything I could, and I still place lower than I would have wanted to, you know, I'll accept that because I did everything I could have. I did everything that was in my power to my best physique. So that's always what pushes me for that one more.
0: I love that you share that. So, how long do you sleep, and what's your morning ritual? Let's say that first hour when you wake up walk us through that
1: this is I shouldn't even admit to this because as an athlete sleep is extremely important and you'll know that and I think especially as a bodybuilding athlete the sleep is extremely important you know it's not just as important as gym and nutrition and everything I am notorious for undersleeping I normally sleep like four or five hours at night but I always will have a nap before the gym um, and so on the weekends I always try and catch up but how it is with business and training and everything. Sometimes it's hard to find time for sleep, but I am making an effort to do better with that. Um, And my morning ritual, I uh, do not wake up unless there is coffee. And so (laughs) I wake up and I hang out. I don't like to be rushed in the morning. I actually like to take my time, I have my coffee, and I kind of like mentally prepare myself for the day. And then I get ready to go to the gym and do my cardio, And kind of what gets me out the door.
0: Uh, i like it and i'm having my coffee as you say that and i'm having my version of bulletproof coffee you've heard of bulletproof
1: oh yeah i've done uh keto diets like low carb diets for a long time and so i used to always do coconut oil i don't do the butter but coconut oil and black coffee Mm,
0: yeah i've got what do i have i've got cinnamon coconut oil yeah and stevia just a little bit um people out there, by the way, if you don't know about that, I'm going to link up the show notes to so that. There's a the guy that made that is what is his name? Dave Asprey. He's got like the bulletproof diet. And one of his staple things is bulletproof coffee. And it's hilarious because anybody ever has on a show, it's like they must drink that coffee if they want to be <laughs> on the show. So could you explain what ketogenesis is and
1: why it's important so this is something i talk about a lot because it's a diet that i've used fairly consistently to get you know extremely for the competitions that i do and it's definitely not a diet that i put all my clients on or anything it's something i love to try if i think they need it or if someone's interested in it but essentially it's a extremely low carb diet most people would have you know under 50 grams of carbs total a day some people can get away with more and still achieve ketosis but a lot of people don't know that you can actually function, you know, fine and in a healthy way with no carbs in your diet. So, you know, there's the three macronutrients, protein, fats, and carbs. And you technically don't need carbs to exist, which sounds crazy because, you know, as an athlete especially, I'm sure you know, like I says, you need carbs for fuel, you need carbs for your energy. And, um, but in the absence of carbs, your body actually will turn towards using fats as an energy source, but most people don't ever give their body the opportunity to go into ketosis, which is where you start producing these ketones, which is the energy source that your body uses, um, you know, when there's no carbs available. Um, but yeah, it's something I played with a little bit. I have an article up about it on breaking muscle. And for me, I find I can get my leanest when I'm in ketosis and that I actually don't have negative effects energy wise without the carbs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The 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 article that you're referring to, and for listeners out there, I think it's the "Do You Even Low Carb," right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that
0: was the first one I heard. I thought it was, I, because or the first one I saw because I love the title. It's was like, "Do you even low carb?" Um, for for everyone out there, the ketosis and, and all of this stuff. For instance, by the time that your your podcast episode launches, Callie uh, Sean Stevenson's episode will have come out. And he's got amazing guests, but he just had a guest on talking about this exact thing and the testing that they have to see how exactly, like the, for instance, not all athletes out there, and this is disclaimer, for instance, if you want to try the ketogenic diet and and tool around with that, be really careful because if you're doing extreme, like extremely hard trainings and things like that, with a ton of cardio, I mean, you can really hurt yourself. I mean, you could hospitalize yourself if you aren't eating well. So if you don't know how to do it, don't just like start doing it. Figure out someone who knows how to do it and try and follow something slowly that someone has already done. And I just want to say that because there's a lot of young listeners, but I'm going to link up that one for you also. That's another one. I don't know if you have time to listen to all these podcasts, but if you're working out all the time, you probably do. (laughs) So... Could you name, actually, before I ask you that, how much do you squat, deadlift, and how many pull ups can you do? I just want to hear this.
1: Um, I actually, well, I just kind of recently, this last year, got into powerlifting, and I never have really practiced like doing a one rep max because I'm so scared of injury. Um, but I do five by five, which is a powerlifting training program. And my last five by five on deadlift, so five sets of five, was 300 and five pounds i think and then i did do just one pull at like 335 but that's the most i've tried i chickened out after that (laughs) um and then for squat, i've never done a one rep max but my last five by five was 225 pounds and then deadlifts i can pull on quite a few when i'm when i'm lighter before a show i can probably get a good 20 in when i'm in the off season my legs weigh me down (laughs)
0: that's that's a lot um you just made me like want to go work out right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I mean it's i like it because um in bodybuilding a lot of it you know for show um but i really do pride myself you know like you've been talking about in being an athlete so i love to implement the power of training and really show that i am functional and i am strong and um pushing my numbers off in those lifts really is a good motivator for me in the off season. It gives me something fun to work, work towards.
0: And so we've talked about a ton of stuff now. I mean, your fitness, your, your business, your education, which I I think is fantastic that you got such a great education and you are self-educating yourself still continually in everything that you're doing, your business, your, your passion right now with fitness and nutrition. And, uh, Could you just name one other way you like to improve yourself as a person, not just as an athlete?
1: Um, Well, I think it's really important to give back the knowledge that I have. And I think uh, like in this industry and in this sport, it becomes overwhelming. There's so many different theories and so many different places to get information from. So something I started doing recently is seminars, I mean, I did a series of four kind of basic fitness and nutrition seminars that were open to the public because I really do want to share um, the knowledge that I have and teach people about living a healthy lifestyle. And, you know, for the bodybuilding lifestyle that's really an extreme end of things and I truly want everyone to live a healthy lifestyle so I like to use the things that I know and you know take into practice in my everyday and share them with people to implement into their day-to-day routines to make sure they're living a you know, healthy and balanced life. Yeah.
0: And do you have anything that, for instance, are your seminars online too?
1: I actually, no, I haven't been putting in yet, but my next ones I'm going to have to because I've been getting a lot of questions about
0: that. Yeah, Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, that's a a great way to monetize and automize everything that you're doing, especially to save yourself some time. And I mean, I don't know if you've heard of masterminds, or, you know, creating little groups where, for instance, you know, you pay as you go. But I know a lot of people looking for a woman who they could do the the training with or or learn from because they're tired of hearing from men, you know, this and that. Because men and women are completely different, you know, in terms of the way that you have to um, eat, drink. I mean, I just had a fantastic guest on by the time this launches. That would have also launched too, Dr. Stacy Sims who owns Osmo nutrition and they have products for men and for women because you are totally different. We are totally different. And so just to throw that out there, I don't know if you're interested, but uh, if you're not already listening to it as an entrepreneur, super fast, I usually hear one and a half podcasts on my way to work out every day. And it's a 30 minute walk, right? I put it on 1.5 times normal speed. And I still, it's still, you still can understand the great thing is entrepreneur on fire. Have you heard of it?
1: No, I haven't. I'll have to check that out.
0: I'm going to send you a bunch of stuff now because I love the fact that you're an <laughs> entrepreneur and you're an athlete because that's really what I'm hoping people will see when they or hear when they listen to this podcast is they can be so much more. You can do so much more and you don't have to work towards someone else's dream because if you're working towards your dream in sport, why work towards someone else's dream in your work? It doesn't make sense. So anyways, I could talk about that for days. Do you cross-train in other sports to stay fit or healthy? And if so, what, which and why? I used
1: to do more. I, I used to do a lot more running and, you know, kind of make sure I was still being overall athletic recently um, just because I'm trying to put on so much muscle mass. You know, I have focused mainly on bodybuilding now for the last couple of years. Really just bringing in powerlifting this off-season was as much as I did in that way. And then I, I got into a little bit Thing, but it's mainly just always of yeah. different styles for me right now. But I i do know a lot of bodybuilders and a lot of bigger athletes who, you know, do CrossFit or you know, do running and everything in the off season. But for me I've just been, you know, really trying kind to of focus on my weaknesses in the gym weights wise for now.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So I want people to know that are listening. If you're listening to this, you can go to the show notes. You can get all of the resources that we've been talked about. Every uh, talking about. Everything will be linked up. I mean, everything. I've got a great young girl who is playing volleyball, and now she's in her first season in Denmark. And I know that she'll hear this when it's, it's playing, but her name is Melina Terrell. And a huge shout-out and thank you goes to her for doing these show notes. But for everybody listening, that stuff will be there, plus – books that you've read, these quotes, even more things, resources that we're not going to talk about here. But I want to move towards the end here. And speaking of the value point, how you add value by giving free seminars for people to help them. I think that that's huge. And I want people out there listening, just realize no matter where you're at, like I said before, and like Callie has said, you can give back your knowledge. It's so important that we do that to empower people, to educate people so that they can do something because they might be stuck, like you were at one time, like we all have been at some time. So in, in wrapping up, like I wanna I wanna get to the last couple questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a do-over and I'm gonna say, you just started fitness over again, this competing everything that you're doing. What would you have done from day one differently? that you didn't do in the beginning
1: well i mean i think anyone who gets into bodybuilding you always wish you would have started sooner because you know like i just turned 24 i'm still still just young but i uh, am running competitors who are you know achieving insane amazing impressive physiques at you know 19 20 years old so you know in developing muscle the sooner you can start lifting weights in that way the better so i would have loved to have done that and uh, one thing i always say is Socially in this sport, it's really easy to isolate yourself because it is an individual sport. And, you know, this is something as a volleyball player you might not struggle with. But I think a lot of, um, you know, bodybuilders and wrestlers, you get so in the zone and focused on yourself that it's easy to kind of forget about the friends and, you know, forget about family events and stuff because the training and nutrition is such such a focal point. So I always say I wish I you know, could have um, done a better job at the start in balancing kind of my social relationships and my training um because i was in university and you know 22 or whatever so i think you know to make sure you're maintaining balance is extremely important yeah. i mean i don't regret it and the fact that it's been a success for me but there's definitely things i say i've given up you know to get right yeah
0: two takeaways start sooner and maintain some balance i think that's so important balance in life is just so vital so thank you so much for sharing. Now before we give people ways to catch up with you, follow you, learn from you, like on breakingmuscle dot com, uh, maybe buy cool shirts from you with the barbells and everything, which are dope. Um, let's let's. I want you to answer one thing for me because it's so important that we we paint this picture of athletes in a broader term. So no, being an athlete yourself and, and now doing both organized sport and this individual sport. So kind of like in high school now it's kind of an individual but it's still team right because you have your school and everything so you've learned a lot on your path what is your definition of an athlete
1: I really think being an athlete it's not just about the competition you know I think it really is a living an athletic lifestyle you know and a lot of it is your personal characteristics and the drive you have you know physically and in your training no matter what you're what sport you're training for. You know? Um, me as an athlete I'm completely different you know bodybuilding as an athletic sport than you as a volleyball player and I think a lot of people wouldn't consider bodybuilding a sport you know but when you see how hard these people are working in the gym it you know quickly becomes <laughs> aware mm-hmm. how seriously a- athletic it is and I think it is just as overall about the lifestyle and even once you retire from a sport you know I think for an athlete you're always an athlete and, you know important to remember you can't just like we said with injury you know Quit when you've been injured and if you retire you don't just quit that way either. you're still always happy it's like in your blood
0: yeah great takeaways there and i think that's also so important to translate to your life when things get hard when when something doesn't work out take those those lessons from being an athlete don't quit maneuver reposition yourself find some other way to get it done because we are not quitters that's for sure any athlete who's made it to some kind of heights they they do not give up unless there's no other option than to pivot so great lessons there now what i'd like to do is turn it over to you to just give some parting pieces of wisdom and how listeners can connect with you on your journey and maybe read more about what you're writing well
1: i mean i'm so appreciative to have to talk with you and be you know considered as part of the you know athletic team and the people that you're willing to take the time to talk to on here And just anyone who is working towards being an athlete or, you know, working towards achieving a more fit and healthy lifestyle, go for it. And don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, there's endless resources. And I think, you know, in this day and age, there's just no excuses because there's information everywhere. And there's always people wanting to help you. So, you know, if you need help or, you know, advice or have questions, you can feel free to shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. I'm online all the time. So my Instagram is at KYFIT. And then my uh, Facebook page for my business, which is where I share lots of you know fitness and health tips, workout videos, and KY Fitness and Nutrition Consulting. and so we'll have some fun here too.
0: Another, yeah, I'm going to link all of that up. So people, you can definitely follow, connect, message. And yeah, like she said, I mean, that's incredible. One of the best things about this, Callie, is that the athletes that come on, and even some of the experts that come on, they invite people to reach out to them. So I'm telling you, this is something that I never had when I was growing up to just be able to connect with people who are doing something great, who are competing at a high level and learn from them. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to acknowledge you for all the hard work that you've put on and all of the steps you've taken to get outside of your little bubble there in Saskatchewan and get your name out there, you know, I mean, to push forward to to achieve your goals in such a manner is something that's commendable. And I think that you deserve a lot of respect for doing that. And I thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. And I'm definitely gonna follow you on this journey. So thanks for being on Beyond Athletic.
1: Thank you so much, I really appreciate it.
0: Hey you guys, so I hope you enjoyed that one with Callie Youngstrom. Very interesting, very vibrant young woman from Canada. I enjoyed it a lot. If you did, make sure you share it, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, it doesn't matter. Let's grow this because we all need mentors in every area of life, no matter the sport, no matter the focus, because we can all improve. And sorry so much for the delay. I had an issue with my computer where the screen was not working and that took about a month and a half to fix. Being on a budget definitely hurts things. So I hope that we can raise some money this year for Beyond Athletic and keep these episodes consistent for you. If you are enjoying this and you thought of a friend that is doing something like Cali or interested in fitness and wants to get stronger, make sure you share this episode with them. And until next time, be more. So now I'm up in the courts pleading my case from the witness box. Telling the judge in the jaw be the same thing that I said to the cops on the day that I got arrested. I'm innocent, I protested. She just feels rejected. Had a heart broken by someone she's obsessed with. She likes sound music. What do we doing live? Echoes in eternity. I'm gonna show you how great I am. And this concludes our Chicago
1: show. Please stay tuned.